is the Parenting for Faith podcast from BRF Ministries. Parenting for Faith exists to help you help the children and teens in your life to meet and to know God. We do this through online events, courses and resources. And you can find out more at parentingforfaith.org. Hello, hello. You are listening to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I'm Lucy Rycroft, your host, and I'm very pleased that you've joined us today. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of my time is taken up with sport. Uh, Not me. I want to make that very clear. My sport is eating chocolate on a sofa. That's what I do. Uh, But God has seen fit to bless this very unsporty mum with four very sporty children. He's got a sense of humour, right? So I spend much of my days taking kids to and from training, watching them play their sport, communicating with other sports parents, buying kit, washing kit, going to matches, going to competitions. And today we are talking about helping our kids to connect with God through sport. Now, our guest is someone who is really knowledgeable, really experienced in this area. So I personally found this interview super useful and I hope you do too. Whether your kids are super sporty or whether they dread their school BE lessons, there honestly is something in this interview for everyone. Now, we'll get onto that in a minute, but if you are a youth leader or a parent of teenagers, listen up because we have a very exciting brand new course to let you know about. Uh, If you're not one of those things, please, 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 could you pass this on to any leaders, any youth leaders you know, or any parents of teens that you know, because it is absolutely awesome. It is our new Parenting Teens for a Life of Faith course. This is a six-week video course written and presented by the wonderful Rachel Turner. You can watch it on your own or with a group of other parents. And honestly, this stuff will turbocharge your youth ministry at church because how much time do you actually spend with your young people in church groups compared with how much time their parents spend with them? Equipping and empowering those parents will, I think, pay dividends in your youth ministry, not just because, you know, it will help the, your teenagers to kind of develop a faith and that will make you look good because it will it make you look like you've got a, an amazing spiritually on fire youth work. Um, but more importantly, helping these teenagers to develop a personal faith which matures into adulthood and lasts their whole life. If that sounds good, we are holding an online training event for this course on Wednesday, the 13th of March. I've popped the link in the bio do sign up. There's a morning and evening session, so you can choose which one suits you best. And we will tell you absolutely everything you need to know about the course, where to find it, how to run it, how to adapt it if you want to do it in a slightly different way. And um, Plus, everyone signed up to this course will get a discount on Rachel's book, Parenting Teens for a Life of Faith, which is a super read. So head to our show notes, copy that link, send it to your youth leader, send it to your friends who have teenage kids. It really is going to be a very helpful event. And honestly, the course, I've been watching it recently because we're in the final editing stage and I have teenage kids myself. And I can tell you, it is flipping amazing. It is so, so helpful. I don't know if any resource out there which is doing what this course is doing right now. So go and grab that link now. Right, it is time to get into the meat of our episode today. So here is our special guest. So today we're talking about helping our children and young people connect with God through sport. And to help us think through this issue, I'm delighted to welcome Richard Shorter. Now, Richard has been on the podcast before, so you may remember him. And you may remember that he wears two hats. He is a Baptist church minister 
and he also works in elite sport. His work with his organisation Non-Perfect Dad sees him supporting conversations between parents, coaches and young people to ensure that they thrive in and off the sports field. Richard, welcome again to the Parenting Buffet podcast. Lucy, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me back. We're so looking forward to this conversation. Thank you. Um, start off by telling us, if you will, about the Non-Perfect Dad. How did it start and what are its aims? Well, every part of life has difficult conversations and um, we know intuitively, don't we, that when kids have, our children have challenges, particularly as parents, there's a conversation that goes alongside that. And we want to be as helpful as we can in that conversation. And yet, our well-meaning parent nervousness energy often means that our emotions get in the way. And our emotions get in the way when we communicate with our children's school or coaches. And so as a result, uh, we're not as helpful as our children perhaps needed us to be. And so non-perfect dad, I rather obnoxiously call myself a conversation architect on LinkedIn because I think that's that's really what we're about. We're about scaffolding great conversations primarily between parents and their children and parents and the coaches or the teachers of the institutions in which they engage and play play sport in. It came about because I, I worked um, on a housing estate in North London and um, we ran all the parenting courses for the local authority. And from that, I uh, was a bivocational minister, started a little business and then fell into the sports world. Very grateful um, for those who enabled that door to happen and ultimately to God who enabled that door to happen. And I have been very fortunate to help organisations think about their conversations, be far more intentional about their conversations, both coaching themselves, parents and the kids, at I suppose what we might call a high performance level. So um, in the next couple of weeks, teams like Essex Cricket, uh, Yorkshire Cricket, um, Spurs Football Club uh, are part of the clients that I'll be visiting in the next couple of weeks to help shape their conversations, as well as a huge number of schools up and down the UK. Wow, Richard, it sounds like a fascinating job. And you've got some inroads there with some um, very high profile clients, which is really exciting. Um, sport, you talk about it in such positive terms, and it can be such mm-hmm. a positive thing in our kids' lives. Um, but even for our children who see it as a negative thing, even for uh, those children who really don't kind of enjoy their school PE lessons mm-hmm. or don't opt to do sporty stuff outside of school, what are the lessons that our kids can learn through sport, whether or not they love it? that you think can help them as they get to know Jesus? That's a great question. And I think, um, yeah, because I work at the high profile end, it's it's often caricatured that that's the only kids I help. I've got three kids and uh, one of them certainly wouldn't naturally warm to uh, certain types of physical activity, although they would warm to other bits. I, I think discipleship is about practice. Mm. And I think... Um, as churches, we haven't done a very good job at, at resourcing the understanding that discipleship is a little step forward, test something out, another little step forward, test something out, a step back, trying something else, uh, then another step forward, trying something else, often in community, often in team. And so as a result, sport, I think, becomes just one of the most naturally easy ways to try something, to test it out and to give it a go. Sport is one of the most naturally easy ways to be slightly outside of your comfort zone um, and then to reflect on it. And, and if you think about the rhythm of a sporting week, even for a child who 
doesn't enjoy sport, they'll have a PE lesson, hopefully at least once a week. And so that gives you as a parent the opportunity to think about, okay, well, what can you focus on this week? What you're starting to do is you're starting to help your kid think through just the little steps that they can take to find their space in that moment and is that not what discipleship is what are the little steps we take to find our place in god's world what are the little steps that we take um to help ourselves become more like jesus and so and so whilst the conversation about sport might not always come back to jesus because um certainly doesn't always in our household and yet as a dad i'm thinking here's my kid they're, they're facing an obstacle or they're facing difficult relationships how am i helping coach kindness honesty good boundaries into that conversation with my child so that they go into that and um and develop as a human being and then how am i coaching them so they use their their network around them mm -hmm. so that they lean in on their coaches or their teachers or their friends at school um, all these things that i think are fundamental to discipleship about being community uh learning to practice, make mistakes, reflect, review, uh, and learning how the character and person of Jesus informs that decision-making. I think sport is a fantastic vehicle, not the only vehicle, but a fantastic vehicle to do that. And then as a child gets more involved and gets more competitive, well, the world is super competitive, Lucy. Our children are going to land up in hyper-competitive environments. And so they need to learn how to model Jesus in that we need to give kids permission to be competitive there is certainly nothing wrong with winning i think there's more important things in life for winning but there is nothing <laughs> wrong with there is nothing wrong with winning yeah. there's nothing wrong with enjoying a win um and uh, you know one of the things that kids uh, so parents sometimes will come to me particularly christian parents but oh, my kids so competitive how do i help them just enjoy it and i point out actually being competitive for your child is how they're enjoying it mm -hmm. and 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 so how do they be a disciple of jesus while being hyper competitive because we don't want to switch that competitiveness off that's it their god-given character yeah. but, but it's how they do that in light of who Jesus is, that, that is super, super important. And so in some ways, this, the messages that I might give at um, a professional football academy, I tell people I'm a church minister. We talk about our rhythms of faith at home occasionally, but I obviously don't talk about Jesus on the back of that. But in my household, I am, I am using sport and other things as a vehicle to try and coach my kids into good discipleship habits. I love that. I love the idea of coaching and I love what you say about little steps as well. And that really aligns with our philosophy here at Parenting for Faith, you know, that it's not about this kind of binary, you are a Christian or you're not a Christian. Mm. Obviously, there is that element as well, but we're all on a journey and it's not just about coming to faith, but actually how is that discipleship growing? How is our relationship with God growing as, as our children and our teens develop? I love your images there. And as you say, sport is just such a wonderful vehicle for that. And I guess it's why Paul um, talks if I was a Baptist minister, I'd probably know the, the chapter and verse. I don't even know the book. He talks about the Christian life as a race, doesn't he? Mm. And you've got that idea of like a, I always imagine a, a marathon, you know, not a sprint, a marathon where you've got to pace yourself and you get sort of better and better each time. And, and you're not racing towards the the finish line, but you're sort of doing it, you know, with swigs of water along the way. And I, I, I love that imagery. That's really powerful. Thank you. So, well, so many of the metaphors that are used in church life tend, they're either sport or they're where people are being stretched. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people who climb Everest or um, row across the ocean, you know, we, we tend to take um, those of us who have the privilege of leading services, the, uh, we tend to take those images and use them because we know intuitively in them, just like Paul does, that that, that image of being stretched and, and having to work through that is very, very helpful. And so, I tend not to, I don't really think there's a huge dark side to kids 
playing sport or being involved in high performance sport. And, you know, one of the big questions I get is what, what, what about the Sunday challenge? And um, every family has to resolve that um, within their family. I just think that's a great conversation. What a great conversation to have about priorities as a family, how you juggle using your God given gifts and your, your desire to be part of a worshiping community. I don't think that's a problem at all because the kids are going to have wrestles. Who do they choose as life partners? Do they choose someone within the church or with outside of the church? Who are their friends going to be? You know, I hope all my kids have great uh, numbers of non-Christian friends. So how do they juggle that tension and the diary factors that come along with that? And to be quite honest with you, lots of like middle class Christian parents have an addiction to their kids being in clubs, whether it's church clubs or outside sports clubs. And so there is the whole diary, us included, by the way, before that sounds too dismissal. And so, yeah, yeah. So there is the whole, um, there is the whole diary juggle that comes in that. Um, and and so I, I think these just present opportunities for great conversation, great reflection and great opportunities to, to try and make decisions that are based around your, your values as a family. Richard, that's helpful. You've mentioned there are a couple of um, areas of conflict. You've mentioned, obviously, the kind of Sunday morning thing, which I think would be foremost in many of our minds if we've mm. got children who are interested in, in sport because so much of it happens at a time that clashes with church. Um, you've also mentioned the potential conflict of being competitive, and I like how you kind of reframed that to mm. suggest actually that's that's part of how, who God made us to be. That's not something to be ashamed of. The question mm. is how do we sort of how do we feel that in a way that leads us more towards Jesus and not further away? I want to just touch on something slightly different, a, a potential other area of conflict with sport, which is it could be true of any hobby, not just sport. It can become a god for our children, you know, as music can, as as digital spaces can, as lots of our children's hobbies can, um, and for us as adults. If our children are getting more and more into sport, and I speak as a parent of three gymnasts and a footballer. So my children are very into sport. I was not, but by God's grace and great sense of humor, I've become a parent of sporty children. If our children are really getting into their sport, how can we avoid it becoming an idol? How can we avoid them sort of idolizing sport and treasuring it above Jesus? How does that happen? That's a great question. I think, I think like you say, rightly, the danger there exists across all, all parts. I think. I think it, that ultimately comes down to what we model as parents, and and again, it comes down to how we structure the week. I, I think I would want to. I would want to have compassion on a kid who gets really excited about something because that's that's just you know the thing that's pushing their buttons at the moment. And I would want. I would want them to think about how that is worshipful to do that. Um, so. So it's not competing with, it is an extension of their discipleship. It's an extension of what they are. So I would want to be giving thanks for the hobby. I would want to be giving thanks for the opportunities that they have. I would want to be praising them for the Jesus-like qualities that they have in that. And I'd want to be praying with them before they take part. And I'd be want to be praying prayers of thank you, Lord, for the way you've given. You know, We had a gymnast for a while um, before she uh, got too injured doing it and now played hockey. I'd want to be praying with my kids. I want to be teaching my kids the habit of prayer before any activity, before work or or hanging out with friends. So I'd want to be teaching them around prayer. And then I'd really want to make sure that we have times in the week where gymnastics, dance, rugby, music isn't part of our curriculum, isn't part of what we're doing, where we are just a family together. Mm-hmm. So so that there is so there's 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 bits in there that aren't quite as important. So I would want to teach them how 
to worship through that rather than um, make it an idol. And again, you know, I would want to stress, I don't think that that's a, a pep talk from a parent every week. You know, this is, this is your worship for God. I think it's just simple things. At the end of the day, what, what do you want to play? Uh, sorry, what do you want to say to pray to say thanks to God for? And then you go, well, I want to thank God that you're a gymnast. That's a great way that you can use uh, the gifts that God's given you to express yourself. Um, I love to say to my kids, I love to watch you play, and I think Jesus has really gifted you like this. So that, so we are trying to, we are making it clear that for us, Jesus is in the centre of this sport narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I would want to be sharing good stories of um those sporting people in that sport who have had to stop because of injury or got too old or been dropped so that our kids realize that this isn't a forever story, that gymnastics isn't uh, forever or football isn't a forever story. Not to be harsh on them, not like you're going to get dropped. I mean, some parents really hammer that to their kids. I think kids work that out when they get to a certain age. Um, Our job is just to help them have a slightly healthier view of of the whole thing without nagging them, you know, because I think by the time they get to teenagers, they, that becomes, they slowly start to learn that and it becomes a bit more intuitive. And again, I think it's just a great conversation about priorities and helping them juggle that. And it does get tricky because as I travel around and speak to um, high-performing parents, you know, very regularly a Christian parent will come up to me and say, oh, how do you, how you know, my kid's training five times a week for this. They're in the England squad. What do we do about this? Uh, you know, and I think we'll just celebrate it. Why, you, you know, a kid is not a Christian because they're in England camps for five times a week. Celebrate with them, but help them be grounded when you can. Get your church, get your church really praying for them. Get people at church to show lots of interest in them. And, um, especially if their attendance is difficult because they're excelling at sport um, and get the church to celebrate them when they're about rather than bemoan that they're not so that the kids know that they have a, a home, a, a deep harbour in the church that will welcome them back when sport isn't giving all that they need it to. That is so good. That is so wise. And I love how you frame sports frame our children's love of sport and uh, gifts in sport in such a christ-centered way you know with jesus at the center and those those little kind of things like you say not to nag but those little kind of moments those little comments that we can just thread throughout their lives and throughout throughout our conversation with them that just say to them look god is in this god's gifted you in this way he's provided these amazing opportunities what a great gift and it kind of reorients the conversation, doesn't it? So sport is sport becomes a gift that God's given us rather than the thing that we worship as God. Mm, totally, totally. Thank you so much, Richard. Um, yeah, that really kind of, I didn't ask you to fit in with our key tools, particularly but framing is one of our key tools at Parenting for Faith. So thank you very much. Um, but I was going to ask you about another key tool of ours, which is creating windows. Um, mm. And this is really about where we allow our children to see what a life with God looks like in practice. Mm. So for our sports loving kids, how can we utilize Christian sports heroes? Um, thinking either kind of current ones like Eze comes to mind uh, mm. with my footballing son um, <laughs> or historical figures like Eric Little. How can we use these kind of prominent Christian sports people to show our children what it can look like to intertwine faith and sports? 
or are well, there think, other ways that we can well, well, as well? I think I think like I said earlier the kind of the rhythm of sport particularly if your child's part of a competing team um gymnastics is slightly different but because their competitions are slightly more spread apart um and yet for most sports competition in season time is almost weekly so it's a great opportunity to practice being gracious in in victory, being gracious in defeat. It's a great opportunity to practice getting on with a teammate you don't like. It's a great opportunity to practice um, encouragement. And again, you you know, you don't have to turn those into mini sermons. You, you know, it's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how many encouragements you could give to to Jane today. I wonder how many you could get. What would be my forfeit if you got all three? You know, I, we try and turn lots of things into games in our household. Um, and then the other thing, and I, and I say this to, to non-Christian parents, is I, I think social media obviously has its challenges. And yet what it does do is it gives us an insight into people's lives. And social media is a great place to help our kids have heroes, not for us co- to compare them to the heroes, because that can become uh, really demoralizing because our children are not adults, um, professional sports women and men. But but we can, um, if they're of an appropriate age, follow those people on social media and and again, I wouldn't want to be pointing out every time that person says something about Jesus. I just want to point out their whole life. Mm. I'd want to. I'd want to be saying, "Isn't it? Isn't it? You know, oh, they're struggling with injury. I wonder. How, I wonder what they're doing, thinking about that. Oh, they've had. They've had a really good result. Look. Look at that. What might your good result for the season be? Ah, oh, look. They've. They've. T- they talked about praying before a game. What might be a good rhythm for you to set yourself up before a game? So it becomes part of a natural conversation. And yet it, what it does is it gives you somebody to follow with them. It, again, it's a conversation prompt. That's that's simply, um, you know, like those windows you're talking about, that gives you a conversation prompt mm. to to help your kid uh, start to just think about some of the bigger global issues around um, about the type of human they want to be. And, and in, our, in the light of our Christian faith, how we do that um, at following Jesus. And, and, and I think... I think the challenge of that, picking one famous Christian celebrity, is obviously lots of Christians express their faith in different ways. And I and I think that particularly for those Christians on a massive public platform, I, I think that's quite an interesting challenge for them to to do, isn't it? So so and the other thing, of course, is most professional sports people's social media is highly curated by a team behind it. So so it's helping your kids develop a little bit of a. Um, not cynicism, but a curiosity, a good mm, bit of questioning about discernment, maybe. Yeah, that's a great. That's the that's better word than I use. Yeah, yeah, kind of discernment around following people on social media. So, so by doing that, you've got lots of conversations. You've got lots of uh, of opportunities in there to help them think about. Um, well, to be excited that there are Christians in the limelight, because it's always good to have role models. And yet also to just be reflecting on, well, how would that work in my life? How how would that work in our context? What would that look like? Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you, Richard. And I like that idea, actually, of kind of um, being able to view different sort of through different windows, how different people practice their faith. Because, of course, mm. especially in the world of football, to take that as an example, you have footballers coming into the UK from all sorts of different countries around the world and bringing different Christian traditions, you know, whether it's that they cross themselves because they're from a, a Catholic tradition or a, a higher uh, tradition um, and those kinds of things. And it can be a really interesting conversation starter. I wonder why they do that. I wonder how that draws them closer mm. to, to God or, or what they're thinking or what they're feeling as they're doing that. It's really helpful. Thank you so much. That's Richard, right. this has been a really helpful interview. Thank you. Um, just to end with, can you tell us where we can find you online um, and any resources that uh, you'd love our parents and carers and leaders listening to know about? 
Brilliant. Well, thank you. Yes. So um, if you if you go on Instagram, put in non-perfect dad or LinkedIn, non-perfect dad, you will. Uh, I'm sure there are many of us with that title, although there are many dads like who are non-perfect. But that <laughs> uh, that would be a great place um, to locate. And and I've got if you go and look on there on the links, I've got a free quiz, uh, which isn't faith based. It's 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 a practical quiz for all parents. Uh, but it's an opportunity for you to see how your conversations would score for helpfulness. Um, in and around sports. So you take it for free, you get some free training to upskill yourself afterwards. So if you go and look on um, on my on my channels, you'll see me plug that quiz. So I think that's a great place to start because, again, whilst I don't explicitly mention faith in there, it's a good opportunity for parents to start thinking about how they might reflect on the conversations they're having and how they might be helpful, and that will help them think about how they bring faith in Jesus into those conversations. That sounds really interesting. I'm off to take the quiz and I think I'm going to recommend it to all my uh, fellow uh, footballing and gymnast parents as well. It sounds really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to send That's that round right. on WhatsApp. Um, Richard, thank you again so much for your time. It's been an absolute education. Um, God bless. Take care. Thank you. And as always, we've got a cheeky little question to spark conversation with your kids this week. And it's this. What sport do you think is God's favourite and why? What sport do you think is God's favourite and why? I can see this one getting pretty competitive. Take care. God bless you next week. Bye.